0: This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. This episode of This Week in HPC is brought to you by Bright Computing. Smarter HPC clusters no matter what the future brings. Visit brightcomputing.com. NCSA adds delta above blue waters.
1: Pittsburgh conceives new AI architecture.
0: It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, joined again by Tiffany Trader. Tiffany, This Week in HPC, we have a new NSF award for a supercomputer going into NCSA to complement but not replace Blue Waters.
1: That's right. So, uh the National Center for Supercomputing Applications within University of Illinois in Ur- Urbana-Champaign that we know as NCSA they've won a 10 million dollar award for the Delta supercomputer that they're going to deploy to in mid 2021 2021 not a lot of system details were announced yet so we don't we don't we can't tell you yet who the uh, system or the processor the main processor supplier is the pieces we do know about so far are the that the system will have 800 GPUs Presumably the NVIDIA, they are, we, knew, we know they're from NVIDIA too, presumably the A100s, uh, the NSF award mentions using the, the most performant NVIDIA GPUs per when the system launches. And uh, we also know that there will be a nearly 10 petabyte high performance storage subsystem that will incorporate three petabytes of flash-based memory. And this is a relaxed POSIX file system, which NCSA said that they will use to demonstrate the effectiveness of modern file systems and advancing the performance of data intensive and high performance computing applications, as we're seeing a move to this, this more relaxed POSIX format. Um, Acceptance on this is required by late 2021, and NCSA director Bill Gropp said he expects to finalize the contracts with vendors by this fall, and they'll start deploying by mid-next year.
0: This is coming in about 10 years after the Blue Water Systems, which was, in its time, one of the most notorious supercomputers in all of high-performance computing, not only for the intense amount of uh, computing power that it provided, but there were a few other notable things about it. It was one of the earlier supercomputers that was really large-scale in terms of heterogeneous architectures, bringing in a lot of NVIDIA GPUs. It, It had a big peak performance that went along with it, but there was some controversy around the fact that NCSA didn't run LINPAC on it, never submitted to the top 500. Um, We can conjecture that a lot of that had to do with it being one of the earlier heterogeneous systems and that the uh system efficiency or the uh what you would what you would get relative to peak might not have lined up with other systems of its era but that would be normal uh, looking today and another notable thing about it was that the the contract moved around that was originally going to be an IBM system IBM eventually backed out of the contract and Cray rode into the rescue uh eventually delivering on that system so it's going to be 10 years from blue waters to uh, to this new Delta system, but blue waters will be ongoing.
1: Yeah, so there was, I mean, sort of achieved a degree of um, notoriety at the time for not disclosing the LIMPAC results and ho- withholding it from the top 500, as you were saying, um, you know, to break in the machine. And as part of their contractual obligation, they they did run, you know, of course, they ran HPL and HPCC, the, 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 the challenge. Uh, benchmark and uh, at the time, Bill Kramer, who I think was the one who who made the ultimate decision to to opt out, he had said that the, they had they they did get good results. I mean, you make an interesting point about the um, who, the efficiency back then with the GPUs. I don't I don't know, but he did say the results were good and they exceeded their the target metric that was set out in the contract with with Cray. But they were just wanted to make a, a statement about the the utility or lack of util- usefulness of a one one single measurement and. And it was notable because they were the first open science institution to to opt out, and the only one I can, I can think of.
0: And then, of course, this is an NSF-funded machine under this Category 1 award. This is a $10 million machine. Now, back then, NCSA was really uh, the premier academic site for supercomputing. That mantle has been passed to TAC at the University of Texas, but we've also noticed that the amount of these awards has declined over time. That Blue Water system was a $180 million award, roughly $188 million you have in your uh, article. The Stampede system was in the 60000000 at TAC, and now this is a $10 million machine. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a more powerful machine than Blue Waters was 10 years ago. But the big delta isn't delta here with the name of the machine. The big delta isn't in the increase in capability, but the decrease in price. So
1: as you pointed out, there's definitely be, been a de- decrease in the, the size of these awards. Um, you, you, you mentioned some of the the amounts that were, were going to the different machines, 180, around 180 for Blue Waters and 63 million at TAC, and now this system is 10 million. So it seems that the these uh, HPC innovation awards, these what we formerly would call track two awards that have been coming out um, are capped now at 10 million. So we used to, to seek track one, track two, track three awards, and now there are uh, the leadership class awards, which is the TAC machine, uh, Blue Waters was was a track one or leadership class award at two, at almost 200, and now even the leadership has fallen, you know, to um, to 63, and now um, and then we have also HPC innovation awards, which. Are uh, category one and category two. So this is a category one in HPC innovation track award, and yeah, those are coming in at 10 million now. And we've seen several of these come out in the last few uh, last week, even and, and within the last week into last few months. We saw Expanse uh, was 10 million. That's uh, uh, in San Diego. Big Red 200 uh, was 10 million. JetStream 2 that IU just Indiana University just announced. Uh, and then the Purdue University Anvil system this week were all uh, $10 million awards. So, yeah, we have seen a decline there. You know, circling back around to the, the LIMPAC uh, for just a second, you know, we, we did ask Bill Gropp, uh, given the history with Blue Waters, we did ask Bill Gropp if they were going to uh, run the LIMPAC on Delta. And he said, uh, yes, we probably will. But then he said, "A quote, uh, but I don't think it reflects computational science applications. However, everybody expects it. We'll run some other more relevant benchmarks as well.
0: I think they do need to run Linpack, and they do need to be on the top 500. And I can argue with the best of them that that there are applications that don't hew particularly well to Linpack, but it's it is a benchmark and it's an important one. And I'm in favor of the top 500 list in general. And and to have opted out before, I think you know th- that did create a certain amount of of controversy or at least notoriety. I'll be glad to see them back on that list. And regarding Bill Gropp's comments, I, there's a certain amount of face-saving there to me where you can't say, well, we made a mistake in not doing it last time. I get it. It's got to be a moderated statement. But ultimately, I, it's going to be good to see this back on the list. As for the award amounts, I'm glad to see that we're getting multiples of these awards going out, spreading uh, spreading out these machines. There's an argument to be made that having more systems in the realm of that, te- of that ten- those $10 million systems is more effective for the scientific community as opposed to having one concentrated system of larger capability. I think we need to balance those arguments. If we were seeing 20 of these systems at $10 million each, then you'd really have me. But I think this is really indicative of a decrease in funding and what we've seen from uh nsf from uh f- from 10 years ago now this is coming on the heels of last week on this podcast we were discussing the increase in funding and how we're going to remake nsf into nstf so maybe in the long run we'll, or the medium term we'll see these uh, awards coming back up but for now this is the level we're at
1: good uh, point on the call back to last week uh, you know a final note on the name on the, the name here Delta so the the name kind of continues in, in a way the name continues the water themed naming convention at NCSA so you know, a delta is a landform that's formed by a sediment uh, from an incoming river at the mouth of a body of water. But here, uh, that's not, I don't think that's what they were actually going for. Here, delta comes more from the uh, the mathematical term referring to any change in quantity or the difference between two amounts. And that so that's where this name com- comes from. Grapp had said that delta's performance will be on par with Blue Water's overall. But that for ML applications, that it will be faster than Blue Waters owing to the evolution of the technology. So that's why they named it that. And you know, we'll, we'll point out that d- despite being nearly a, a 20th the cost, I think it's about 5% of the cost of Blue Waters, um, that that's about what you would expect, that it would be about equivalent after eight or nine years uh, of technology development. But I like the name.
0: Given the state of funding, you'd be forgiven to think that it was sponsored by the airline to get a little more money back in there, except for the state of airlines right now as we continue to struggle with the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't think the airlines are spending any money on supercomputing sponsorship. Anyway, moving on to our next story this week in HPC, we've got another academic supercomputer, this one at Pittsburgh Supercomputing Center, and they've announced that they're going forward with a new AI architecture with a machine they're going to call Neo Cortex.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh So Pittsburgh... Supercomputing Center, PSC, they've won this $5 million award. So this is a NSF award. This is NSF in, uh, Innovative HPC Category 2 award for prototype and sandbox systems as opposed to capacity systems, which is the other one that we were just talking about. And so they will be building an AI supercomputer um, you know, designed to accelerate AI research and to do societal good. It's called Neocortex, like you said, um, taking a, a signal from... The, uh, the, the part of the brain responsible for higher order processing and language. And notably, this, uh, this is combining two Cerebrus CS1 AI servers, and those uh, are based on their wafer scale engine. And with a 24 terabyte shared memory HPE Superdome Flex server. It's a big win for it's a big one for Cerebrus. Um, they've made some good, good, uh, pretty quick progress over the last year. They came out with their wafer scale engine chip at Hot Chips last year. That would have been last August. So not even a year ago. And they have that dinner plate size wafer chip. They Then they got uh, falling onto that in November. They got two wins, announced two wins with the DOE, one at Argonne and one at Livermore. Those are single node clusters, both deployed. And now uh, what's notable here is that this this win with PSC and NSF marks two more firsts for them. It's the first CS1 system funded by the NSF, and it's also the first publicly announced CS1 cluster, since the the, the other ones, as I said, are two nodes, and this is, I mean, the other ones are one node, and this one is uh, two nodes combined with the HPE Superdome Flix on on the front end.
0: Yeah, Cerebra certainly made a splash last year with this wafer scale chip that caught a lot of people's attention, particularly in the AI community, and a lot of people talking about what could be done with this level of scale of a, of a processor, this huge, uh, as you said, plate-sized uh, processor with all of these cores on it. And it is interesting to me that here we've gone now from one of them to two of them together by pairing it with an HPE Superdome Flex server. That's the technology you might remember from SGI days with their Uh, large-scale shared memory, that's what migrated into the Superdome Flex and really brings around the capability to have a large shared memory space. And as you reported in HPC Wire, that's a 24-terabyte memory space. The important thing there is that that's a single memory space. And if they've got an architecture now that will tie that wafer-scale chip from uh, the the two of them, onto a single memory space that's 24 terabytes, I think that is going to be very interesting in terms of what could be done uh, in in terms of uh, AI or neural networking?
1: Right, and you know, as anyone that's working in this space can tell you, scaling, um, clustering, scaling these AI nodes is really, really difficult, really challenging. I mean, that's why I don't I don't think you see too many um, cluster dgx twos in the wild. Um, they do exist, but. Um, it's 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 challenging. So, uh, but but it's a little bit easier when you have the the shared memory system at the front end and then a 1.2 terabits connection between them. So the Superdome Flex it connects to each CS1 server via 1200 gig Ethernet links. So that 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 provides 1.2 terabits per second bandwidth. And as uh, Nick Nystrom, who's the chief scientist at PSC, was was uh, had had done the math on this, and that that's enough bandwidth to transfer. 37 HD movies every second. And then he also said they're considering, and it hasn't been, um, you know, it's it's not definite yet, but they're considering implement, they're even considering implementing the network on a, on a single switch, which would allow the, the the two CS1s to talk direct directly at that at that speed. Uh, and then for another um, interesting uh, statistic here, the, the WS, the wafer scale engine processor that's inside the CS1 provides nine petabytes per second of on-die memory bandwidth, which is equivalent, and again, uh, Nick did Nick Nystrom did the math here, equivalent to about a million HD movies per second, which I thought that was funny because we try to put these in real-world terms, you know, these accessible terms we can understand. Oh, I, I can kind of understand... Uh, What was the other one? 37 HD movies a second. But then now we've gone from that to a million HD movies per second. And now it's kind of outside the realm of of, uh, real world conceptualization again.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple more things that I like about this in terms of PSC's dedication to advancing AI. Uh, First of all, this is going to be federated together with the Bridges 2 supercomputer, which we've talked about before on this podcast, including quite notably when they were headed uh, playing poker against some of the pros. They'd they'd, uh, run AI on Bridges 2 to uh, take on the poker world. That's an example of the type of learning they've done there. And as with Bridges 2, ninety uh, percent of the time on the new machine is going to be available through the exceed program uh, that's the extreme science engineering discovery environment program nationally uh, furthermore um, the the uh, the new uh, neocortex machine is going to be available in uh, for free to anyone in the uh, research community and also available to industrial users on on, basically at cost or what they call a cost recovery program. So they're really trying to do a lot with this machine to uh, not only do their own research but offer it out to a wider community. That should be a a boost for uh, Cerebrus as well.
1: Right, so small small correction, Uh, Bridges 2 is going to be coming out in the fall Contempor- contemporaneous with this system, but the 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 uh, the poker the the poker well, game. Well, it's bridges one. Bridges, my mistake. Yeah, no, it's yeah, bridges one and bridges AI as well. So bridges AI is their DGX two system that also has a lot of uh, HPE fat nodes to 8 uh, GPU nodes as well.
0: That, uh, thank you for correcting me on that, Tiffany. And uh, hopefully the, the the our listeners stayed on long enough to catch that correction. I I got my bridges and bridges too confused. But still, in either way, it's a, a nice upgrade at PSC. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing uh, what innovations come their way. All right. Thanks, Tiffany, for... Uh, Another week uh, recapping the news, and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.